My guest today is a proud Noongar elder who's been fighting for justice for longer than a lot of us have been alive. Pop Ben Taylor is now in his 80s, but you'll still find him rousing up a crowd at demonstrations and rallies or at protest marches up front with his fists raised in defiance. For years, he's campaigned against Aboriginal deaths in custody, police brutality, homelessness, racism, and of course, land rights and sovereignty. He's been such a strong fighter for our people over the years, and I've often wondered what started it all. What did start that fire in his belly? Well, I'll tell you what, sit back, relax, and we can find out together. Welcome to the show, Pop Ben. Pop Ben Taylor, we've got a lot to talk about today, but I wanted to start with your name and where did the Taylor name come from? First of all, I'd like to say in the Noongar Wajak, you and... Your language, Kaya Wanya, Nanibal Nonga Wajak, Puja, Nalamar Kuran Yenich, Wartwell, Nanibal Mia, Jenangan, Nija Durbal Yurigan. As I come to you and say the words of my people, my ancient people, and the Durbal Yurigan, the Swan River, long before colonization, it was part of religion, culture and spirituality with a rainbow serpent. And then we got all the other religion. And then the arrival of missionaries, Bishop Silvado came around more in New Norcia. He met my grandfather's young boy in 1850, I think it was. And his name was Alfred Gungold of Quimar. And as he was lining up for government ration, the black tracker sang out, Alfred Gungold of Quimar. They should change that name to Taylor. And they changed it just like that. Just like but that. But as we, as we grew up, we knew since hundreds of years ago, you know, 1850, say, 40, my grandfather was there. He showed him where the water was, that big spring, mm. around New North here there, and he said, this is where the, where the Ewan people came here and paid that's, homage. That's the spring... When you're heading from Perth to New Norsey and it's just there on the left, isn't it? Yeah, Is that the spring you're talking about? Yeah, near the monastery. Yeah, big yeah. Big round one there where the, they grow all the, the fruit. Mm. Oh, vegetables, oh, watermelons, big. Olives. Come from that spring and they got it all <laughs> cemented over now. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I went there to have a look. Yeah. So that just like that, they changed your name to Taylor. Changed your name like that. Well, and you'll find a lot of Aboriginal people, tribal people also. Hmm. See, grandfather came from up north and uh, he married my grandmother who came from Dundarig and she was a Worrell. You know the Worrells? Worrells, yeah. That's all my family. Yeah, yeah. Then the Wallies come in, you see, you're related to me. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And they all got different names changed. Was it hard to track your family down after the name was changed? Yeah. But was the story still there, of, story was there of your family? Yeah. Well, from grandfather, he had six sons and two daughters. And they had big families. Yeah. And they all know, even now today, they're great-great-grannies of old Alfred Gungle to Quimara. Who's your now? Oh, I'm a Quimara. They all know, don't I? Ah, some of Yeah. But they was told, you know? Yeah. I got one daughter and I told her. 
Mm. I said, when you have children, you'll tell your kids. Mm. My brother told his Uncle Alf, Pop Alf. Yeah. Yeah. So your father was from up north? Yeah. And your mother yeah, from, yeah. your mother Queenie from the goldfields? Yeah, goldfields, not your country. So how did they meet? Well, they, she was sent to Moore River in oh. 1910. Right. And Dad used to go across there playing football. Uh, <laughs> well, a uh, lot of lot of marriages happen through football. And yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I've never seen anyone married umpires, though. Well, <laughs> uh, our umpire got hammered, buddy. They hammered him and he done the wrong thing. So how, how, did, how did they meet? They met at, at football? Well, yeah, Mum was a young girl going there in 1915, I think it was. Dad was born in 1902. Wow. So you imagine him where he grew up. He came down in 1907. He met Daisy Bates. Yeah. She was handing out food at South Perth there with the Zoos. Wow. Big reserve was there. Wow. What have we got? We got no land now, eh? No. That'd be worth millions up to. Yeah. Dad reckon he oh, and, and first of all, he's, 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 his granny's on the world side, eh? Kulaga. Wangar Barney. Then you're wearing, you know, we're calling the spirits of the ancient rainbow serpent. Yeah. Even when he was a kid, from that eye. And when I was that eye, I was taken to the Moore River. Mm. I was born in 1939. Yeah. So, you know. How, how much How much of your mum and dad's life was controlled by A.O. Neville? Oh, they had, to get mar- they had to get permission from him to get married. Mm. Two blackfellas. Yeah. Mum's father was a white station owner. Her mother was a full-blood servant girl. Mm. I, I go back to Nigeria country. It's been a bit far for me to travel lately. Yeah, just for our listeners, where's Nigeria country? That's Norseman, Fraser Range, Baladonia, mm. all through there. I meet all them lot up there. Some of them, Donaldson she was. Yeah. And... Uh, before Mum died, she was she was nearly a hundred. We didn't know her age. She was born under a mulder tree. Mm. We took her from the Little Sisters of the Poor Catholic. Her old Mum was a Catholic right to the end, mm. and took her there. And she saw those hills, and tears come to her eyes. And my older sister, they died. They died now. Mm. Said we better take her back. Yeah, too much for her yeah. to see where she was as a little girl, and where she was taken away by his troopers. Sent by O. Neville. Mm. Yeah, on horses. Terrible. She walked with three other half-caste girls from ba- from Fraser's Range, 15 miles, chained to a horse and dray, mm. put in a cattle truck and stamped niggers for more of a settlement than Carolup. Mm. And you carry that with you today, don't you? I still got it in here. Mm. Dad couldn't read and write, but he knew where the sun was in the summer to get to the horse and cart. Mm. In the winter, he knew which bird going to shout. He'd say, Mum, Queenie, get the kids to nearly six o'clock, mm. and we'd be gone. Yeah, even the old horse knew nearly six o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, lot of wagglers, they don't understand how our, our, our blackfellas carry that hurt. Yeah. 
because we feel we got that special bond even with our cousins and aunties yeah. and uncles, you know, and that generational trauma, yeah. isn't it, that's getting passed down. And that... Yeah, well, old Dick Wally, he was my cousin mm. on the Quimara side, then the Taylor side. Yeah. Yeah. What's your, what's your memories of growing up with... With your parents, because uh, you moved you moved a lot around um, Bayswater, I think it was. Bayswater, that's where the native welfare camp there. A welfare camp, so no, no house house, yeah. just welfare camps. Yeah. Tell us about them welfare camps, Pop. Oh, they came there. There were two or three of us there, catching jilgies and everything, you know. You guys used to come down, they would boil them days, and the leeches, they put the leech on there. Mm. And he drew all that bad blood out. Yeah, that was like a med- that was a medicine. Yeah, you see all the leads swelling up. Mm. Ah, you run from them these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never see leads now. No. <laughs> I walked around Bayswater, all big buildings there now. Yeah, and that's where we were taken, dragged up the hill. Mm. And you know, when I went to your grandmother's funeral, I thought about how we were locked up mm. up there. All her brothers, and she was the last one left. Yeah. Yeah. How did you end up in Enosia? I was taken from Moore River, from Bayswater. From Bayswater. Yeah, I was born not far away from there too, in Enosia. You remember that that time when they come and grabbed you? Yeah. They come and grabbed me and my cousin. Brother Alf came after. Mm-hmm. Took us up there in a truck. I ran away after two or three years from there. They fed you on boiled wheat, weevils in it. Mm. And if you had a pound of butter, you was a millionaire. <laughs> butter, today we're throwing butter away. Wow. I look around. The chooks got better fed. We used to go, you know, as your grandmother said, God rest her soul. Mm. She used to go there and pick up the apple peels. That was a. That was a. Yeah, I remember them stories that nannies tell us yeah, all the time. I bet yeah. you that all your pop Claudia and them, we were all in there. Mm. Sammy Winmar, Yana, Pop Barry, Cleavy. They were the youngest, Barry and Cleavy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The family getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. Only a few of us left now. But you. You all, I remember Nana always saying with the time in Unorcia that you all became really close. All the Nungas that were put in there yeah. became really close, brothers and sisters, you know, even even, even blackfellas that wasn't even related to each other. Right. You all became brothers and sisters yeah, and really close. We, to, we were like that. Yeah. Yeah. You got any happy memories yeah, about those moments in there? They came from the north. They would have came from way up Drysdale way too, you know. Mm. They call it Clomberoo now. Yeah. I see them come down from there. And we were all close to them and used to go out hunting and have a day out in the bush, mm. swim in the dams there. We had white colleges there, white girls and white boys. They got good education, what we got. We mm. just got religion flogged into us. Cold showers. I met an old college boy. He said, you know, he said, a lot of your people, he said, they could have been in playing for the Eagles and AFL. Mm. 
They played with skill. A brand new horses, yeah. yeah. He's nearly 100, this college boy, and he's still gone. But he said, I felt sorry, he said. We only met you during sport. Yeah. We're segregated. Oh, don't talk to them natives. Mm. Yeah, this is what the, the, the Benedictines. Yeah. And they sold all that land. We're trying to get land and they're selling it up mm. there. My grandfather and my dad worked hard, worked their guts out on that land, mm -hmm. worked for nothing. And what I, what I notice now is like your, yourself and, and a lot of the elders going around is always pushing out how important getting an education for our kids are. That's it. And you just came from oh, yesterday. I know yesterday. You I encouraged them. Clontarf. I said, when I was your age, we were locked up in a mission where we learnt nothing. Mm. I come out, couldn't even tell the time. And, and now you've probably got the opportunity. I sent my daughter to Iona. She now works for Catholic Education mm. as a Nungasu, you know. She's about 36 years of age now. In my day, it was pick and shovel and axe. That's all gone now. Mm. All machinery. Yeah. These things here, you got computers, isn't it? Mm. The, the, the physical work has gone on the land. Yeah. Even putting a fence up like we done, dug holes and work with a bracing bit. They got machines doing all that. Yeah. Steel posters, knock them up straight away. Mm. Now it's all bulk coming in straight from the machine. Yeah. Just to go back a bit further, Pop, you were baptised Catholic? Baptised Catholic. Did you, did religion play a big part? Yeah, I started to get really into it, you know. Was it forced on you? Like, did it try to yeah. take over your culture? That's it. We weren't allowed to talk our language. Mm. And I started to pick it up after. Dad was the same when he went and he couldn't read and write, yet he knew all about Latin. We knew all about Latin. <laughs> ah, dominant spirit, I still remember them words. Yeah. But, yeah, they said, you speak your language is evil. You must speak the European language, your Spanish. That's like going out to somebody now down the street and tell them, you can't talk English. You need to talk Noongar. Yeah. yeah, you know what they'll do to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now they said it, we'll tell them straight now. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard a rumour, did you meet the Pope? Yeah. When, when was that? In 1986. Okay. Me and the late Albert Corona, remember him? Yeah, I remember him, yeah. Yeah. Who else was with us? Poor old Monty Walger. And old Arnold Franks. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. All the names <laughs> all the, yeah. And you know what? Something must have been with, with that Pope. Mm. For three hours he spoke. It was thunderous. It was all getting black. Ah. And that rain held off till he finished. Everybody looked up went like that. Mm. And it poured down. Oh. So what, why was you there? Why did you, you meet the Pope? Just to meet Aboriginal people. There was 25,000 or more Aboriginal people as he walked as a guard of honour through tribes from all over Australia. Wow. Northern Territory, Queensland, New South Wales, all there painted up. You know, I'd like to get to this Pope now because we're still downtrodden. So that's what you said to the Pope then in 86? Yes, we're downtrodden. Yeah. We're the first people of this land, 60,000 years. Mm. I understand, he said. He put all that down when he gave a speech. 
he made Alice Springs the main place to meet Aboriginal people. Mm. And from there, I think he went east to Sydney, somewhere he came here, innit? Yeah. I heard he met people at the uh, race course down here. Yeah. yeah. He was placing the bet there. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to put me out to the Melbourne Cup when I, I couldn't get one on last Tuesday. Yeah. Any any other famous people you met? Oh, well, I went to South Africa just before 9-11. You get around. Me and the late Larry Isaacs. Joan Winch, you know them, don't you? Yeah. Dallas Phillips. Marley and Jackamara, mm. and there was, Atsik was on at the time, and they, I sat down with Bishop Tutu. Wow. Yeah, Winnie Mandela. Yeah. And I met Mary Robinson, big, powerful human rights huh? commissioner. Yeah. Yeah, and Tabo Mambeki well, you know was what? the president. All them fellows are lucky they met you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just to go back a little bit, Pop, I want to go back to your time in um, in Unosia, in Moor River. <sighs> There's a... You and your brother, Elf, you managed to escape. Yeah, well, I escaped first. He, he ran away after. But how'd you oh, do it? I ran away during the night. Me and my cousin, he's dead now. This Was this um, Unosia or yeah. Moor River? Unosia. Unosia. Yeah. Because that, you know, see, there's big walls around there. Yeah, right. like a jail and glass and everything cut. How'd you get we out? We chucked rugs over there. Ah. Walker bags. There's a lot of wheat bags around, you know. Yep. Scale that wall. When you run away, you got flogged and all your hair cut off. Hmm. Yeah. Even the girls, you know. Yeah. yeah. And you was, you know what they done to your, your granduncle, don't they? Yep. Flogged him. He couldn't make him cry, you know. Mm. Even on on video. Yep. Pop Barry, rest in peace, he was crying when he told the story. Mm. Yeah. He shot at too, didn't he? Shot at, yeah. They shot at him. Yeah. Policeman pulled a gun on him. Mm. Yeah. And kids, so, this is know, kids we're talking kids. about. Kids. Yeah. Western Australia is a police state. It is right, right now today. Mm. Still the same, nothing has changed. Mm. I'm always on the front line. We see you everywhere, yeah. <laughs> fighting and fighting, there. yeah. And this is why it is so important to get your story out there, yeah. you know, and record your story so people understand why you're there, you know. Well, you know, mm. when we were locked up receiving a bottle of wine, as we went to the court, the, the, the policeman said, I want this done here, I want that done. I said, he know we're going to jail. Mm. When you walked in, you can see jail written all over that JP's face. Mm. And I said, mm. I said to my cousin, yeah, he said, I can see it. We're going to jail. Mm. One month, three months, we paid for the bottle of wine and everything. And we stole and everything. We had to steal to feed the people on the reserve. And we went to jail. We was happy to go to jail mm. because we stole to feed our old people. No pension, no unemployment money. We were, they just, we were out of sight and out of mind on the reserves. That's the way the white fellow went. I mm. remember Farley Garland, not I, on the reserve. Mm. Meriden. 
when you when you run away, I just want to get back to this because this is a movie. <laughs> this could movie. be a movie. Yeah. Where, where, did you know where you was going? Did you know your uh, way around? So we had to Perth first stop. Yeah. We had relations in the bush camp. Nuggets were camped all around Perth on the riverbank, everywhere. So this would Brothos. have been this would have been the first time in a long time that you started getting in touch back yeah. with, with family. Going back, yeah, yeah. Like one Nuggets girl, she was a, my cousin's daughter. She escaped 1960, mm. and she got far as Midland, and she saw this two blokes talking. They go to Northam, and it was a cement mixer. She crawled up and got inside. There was no cement in there. She made her bed down. When he went and started going, that thing started going. Imagine when they pulled up. Oh, no. There was nothing left of her. This was the fault of New Norcia because they wouldn't let her see her mother. Hmm. And she said, I'll see my mother. The torture that we went through. So I made my way. I skipped on the old steam train. Hmm to Tamman, Kilabar, and I had relatives there. Then went back Kulgadi, mother's country, mm. land. Went way out in the bush to where mum's brother, he died, and Uncle Jack. He was a dingo trapper. Mm. He stopped in the bush for six months. He said, mum had a different language up that way, you know. Yeah. He didn't argue with that language. I t- took on more this way. But so yeah. How, how did they end up finding you? Because did they find you and take you back? No. They never, they never no. caught you? I stayed away. Kept away and out of sight. Nah. Then I was free. How, how, how did that make you feel? Oh, I was happy. Yeah. I said, I'm not going back to jail. It was a jail. Mm. Bars all around the dormitory. Yeah. Toilet bucket in the middle. Ah. Uh, Big boys, don't want to see little boys. Mm. The little boys used to scream at night because they were being abused by priests early out of the morning and brothers. What does that tell you? Mm. You know, Robert Isaacs wrote a book about his time in Clontarf where I was yesterday. Mm. He wanted to know why these little kids, he was with them all them British kids, he reckon. He wanted to know why these kids screaming at night. Three o'clock in the morning, he found out. They said, come on, Robert, young Robert, we want you. Get some important news for you. This is what they've done. Mm. In the name of God. They drilled that religion into us. And yet they abused that. They used God. It happened to white kids over there. I met that Chrissy Foster. Mm. She came and spoke to us. She wanted to meet grandmother too at the time. What happened to her kids? They were abused. Mm. And she came from a middle-class family. Best education in the land she got. She went right to the Pope. We couldn't get to the Pope that time. Yeah. She brought Cardinal Pell down to onto his knees, begging for mercy. Mm. What we had, we had nothing. They'd dress us up when the native welfare chief's coming up there. Oh, minister. Yeah. What's... Tables were set out with good tucker. Yeah. When he left, we were back in rags again, flogged. So what, what do you think about religion today? Well, I hardly go to a church. 
I don't think much of it now. Mm. But like your grandmother, I think that might live with me when I leave this earth. Mm. Mum and Dad is buried at Guildford and I bought that plot out there and all my funeral paid for. Yeah. So I gotta think about it. What I'm gonna do. He was heavily involved with the church. With the oh, yeah, I was working with, with Aboriginal Catholic ministry. Father Tiernan, and I? Father Tiernan. I used to do all the hospitals, help Noah's, mm. get housing and help organise the funerals and, you know, he gave me a job then working with him. Mm. And that's that's how you started helping a lot of people. Yeah. So that, that I got sort the order of... of Australia, he was there. Yeah. I was in Europe at the time when I come back, they said, oh, you... You've been put up for the medal from the government, governor. Oh. That night at government house, they was all there. Mm-hmm. I got the medal over there. I wasn't going to accept it, but good people like Father Tiernan and Betsy Buchanan and Noongar people all wanted me to get it, so I took it. Yeah. yeah. I suppose that awards and accolades like that, you can use it. Yeah. You know, you can use you can use those sort of accolades to... To put the message across a lot lot stronger, eh? Yeah. Because Wadjala's recognised those awards, yeah. you know? You you proudly say you recovered alcoholic. Yeah. You took oh, on yeah. a drink and, yeah. I got sober through Father Tenant. Right. And Mingley and her late husband. And uh, they helped me on the road and, and they brought a woman over, a Koori woman over who was an alcoholic who started wandering in her husband. Mm. And we never looked back. She turned that AA into Aboriginal culture, spirituality. Yeah. And she left about 14 of us sober. We were all town drunk. When, was, when the drinking rights come out, we weren't used to it. It wasn't in our genes. Mm. We were used to going around the corner, drinking. Mm. If we got caught, we know we're going to get this jail. Mm. So when the drinking rights come in, well, we were alcoholics. A lot of my old my cousins and all my old mates I was in the mission would died through a drink. Mm. And it's killing them today. Now drugs is coming in. Yep. Yep. Mel Bryant, she came from down Bucker up near Kempsey. And that's the one you were saying that turned AA into Aboriginal culture. So yeah. that was more connecting with back while to your drink. roots. So. <laughs> while we drink and while we had that liquid blanket go to sleep with, mm. kill our pain. That liquid blanket. Yeah, to keep you warm. To keep you warm. Yeah. And it was that sort of thing of, I remember when I was drinking a lot and it was because I wasn't happy with who I was and where I am yeah. and I was trying to escape reality. That's it. Do you that's think that's what's going yeah. on still today? That's what it is, yeah. Mm. You know, you got to go to other people who identify with you, mm. you know, and you got to go to a recovering alcoholic. I still help people. Mm. I help my brother. He saw a difference in me. Mm. And, you know, I took a noir to the AA and he said, hey, white fella made the drink. Well, I said, he couldn't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. got a problem. I remember one old fella saying that when the laws come in for noir people to drink, that was given the right to drink but wasn't taught how to drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a... It's, we're all one drink away from a drunk even today, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
you always fighting today yeah. to better our people yeah. because you and I both know that they need nurturing. You change your lifestyle. You're happy with your life. You don't need drink. No. You don't need that. I'm up. I got money in my pocket. Mm. I got a good home. I got a car to drive. Mm. I'd lose all that. <laughs> yeah. I'm only one drink away from a drunk. Is that is that your main reason why you do a lot of why you're an activist today? Yeah. Is for the the health of our people, the strength yeah. of our people. Because you, you you march for everything. Oh, I noticed that, and yeah. you support a lot of non-Aboriginal groups no. too. Even the forest they cut down down there mm. with Kelton Pell and all with some. Me and Mingley and others all supported him down there, you know? Yeah. And they stopped the trees. Mm. One bloke said, he, while I'm having breakfast, trees are falling all around me. Oh, that's no good. And that's Stop. part of the spirits in them trees. Yep. When we was on row eight, I said to the main roads, I said, look, I said, the spirits in them trees, in them animals, birds, in that mm. water. Your first protest. Do you remember it? Oh, I just... It was way back before John Pat. That was 30 or 40 years ago. Mm. Oh, uh, we carry... I still got a photo. Me and Uncle Alf, Pop Alf, carrying coffins with old Albert Crumber, old Monty Walger, and Pop Alf's daughter, about that age. She's married now, got a big lot of kids. Mm. Walking up to Parliament House. Wow. The late Rob Riley and all, you know. Great people we lost. Mm. I re- I gave a talk at St Mary's Cathedral for Rob. I went to his funeral in Pendulee. Yeah. You know, he was a bloke. He fought hard. He had no eyes and his own people and wife on us. Mm. He, you used fought to, for he used the... to pull Howard Sattler into gear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he got 7,000 each for me, Mingley, and about seven of us mm. for the racism Howard Sattler put on the radio 6PR. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, yeah. That's, saying, why, oh, that's, that's why we're at the ABC today. <laughs> <laughs> so Is you it? fought for the Swan Brewery? Swan Brewery, I was down there. I, I remember. I got sa- locked up there. You got locked up. Yeah, stand and a Catholic nun, Sister Bernadine. She got locked up. She got locked up, and I was talking to young Eric Haywood the other day, old Eric's son. Yeah, he's a lawyer that time. He got locked up with us. Wow. Mingley got locked up. Clary, I think the late late Len Colbung. Yeah. Oh, big mob, Robert Brofo, and oh, woman was packed. Mm. Policeman, yeah, Father Tian come and bailed us out. Love. <laughs> yeah. And when I got into jail there, no, I said, oh, I was starting to tell them, look, give up that drink. Yeah. I've been locked up here, coming here sober now, is it? Yeah. yeah. So you also protest the Black Lives Matter. Yeah. The Royal Commissions, Deaths in Custody. Yeah, I was on that. And Matagarup. Matagarup. Matagarup yeah. camp. Now that was world news. Oh, you know that is big the... time. That yeah. yeah, I'll never forget Scott Ludlam, the Greens. Mm. They was ready to take us all at the sacred fire, mm. and he stepped out in front of us, and uh, the sergeant in 
in command in charge, he said to he said to his troops, cavalry, step back. He said, they got a they got a federal senator from Canberra. Here. Mm. We all shook hands. Scott Ludlam. See, they saw you. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, they took everything, talked our camps down. And, yeah, I remember seeing footage of the horses uh, going through. Horses going through. You know, that sort of made you think about... Pinjarra. Exactly. That's what I said to him. Yeah. It's like Pinjarra when Sterling sent all the troops down there, police. Mm. All these big shots, Septimus Road, it was all part of that. Yep. Forest. Yeah. Yeah. I just seeing say that on worry, TV. Yeah. fought for our land, you know. Yep. And... They've all passed on. Ed Mingley is about the last ones left, I think. Yeah. With Madagara, or Harrison Island, for um, our listeners out there, why were those protests so significant, you reckon? Why, why, did, why did we have to do that? We was on our own land. It was a sacred place of the ancient Wagar. Mm. It was where Yagan, Yagan, Yalagonga, Midjuguru, all his family... Camped. We couldn't tell the white fellas that. Hmm. Oh no, this is this is white fella land. We don't have a say in nothing. We can go back thousands of years, as an old Indian Burnley man from Robin said to me. You know, Cordy said, White fella wanna keep something five hundred years. Ours going back ten thousand years, they destroy it. Hmm. Sacred sites. He was right. Yep. You know, the, the interesting thing is, Pop, is that the police that come through at Madagara, that was all all a part of the city of Perth, yeah. you know, to clear everyone off, yeah. off the island. This is graffiti. And now, yeah, and now you're on the elders. I'm on the elders. Advisory committee. Yeah. So is that one of the main reasons why you got on the yeah, advisory why. committee? Yeah, they picked me out. They picked you out. Uh, some of my family relations was on there. They said, oh, we got Uncle Ben close here. He's no elder. Mm. He's around East Perthway. Do you think that if the elders' advisory committee was in place a lot stronger at that time when Madagarup yeah. protest was on, that the police and it. the city of Perth would have acted differently? Yeah. If we had was on there at the time, we would have. Mm. We would have walked out. Mm. Well, you know, the media wasn't strong enough. The media like to pick up bad things about our people, isn't it? Yeah, Stereotyping. No. Yes. Never good stuff. Yeah. But that's right across the board too. Yeah. You know, I, I stopped watching the news. Yeah. Because it's just bad. Yeah, it is. I've been watching lately because they found that young girl me. up there, you know. That was good news. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Carnarvon, yeah. Yeah. But to see that girl in Geraldton get shot point blank range, hmm. uh, I stopped going to the cafe across the road where I live because all police are coming in there. Hmm. They said, We don't say, I said, No, I won't come in. Eh? Yeah. That uniform make me go back 80 years when they come and took me away. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And that's when our, our language. Yeah. Our old people got, they like you say, everything. wasn't allowed to talk language. Can you imagine if yourself and and my grandmother, rest in peace, yeah. were still allowed to talk language? That would be our first language today. Yeah, we're we still wouldn't talking. Have lost it. We yeah. started to pick it up, you know. 
out of, out of all the fights that you fought and you're still fighting, what is the one that stands out the most for you? What do you remember? The most... Yeah, well, that was Swan Brewery, I suppose, where we held on there mm. for all those years. And, and uh, well, the Royal Commission came in with deaths in custody, but they were still dying in custody. Mm. When Bob Hawke, you know, we all protested for that and all the um, recommendation weren't included in it. They mm. never done all that? No, they're a long way off. Nothing? Yeah. They're yeah. still jailing our people today and treating them, mm. killing them in there. You see it all the time yeah. on TV or you hear it on the, you know. Do you, do you feel like... Fighting a losing battle? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what it is. And I, are you worried that after you go there's not going to be anyone else? That's it. To take, because I know with um, your daughter, yeah. she helped organise the Black Lives Matter yeah, rally. Yeah, she was in that. Yeah, and that must have made you proud that you yeah, see her yeah, coming well, through to fight. That was the one. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I gave the welcome, about what, twelve thousand people, mm. and Roger Cook's wife was there. Yeah, she told me before we went there. She said, "I'll be at that." And I mentioned her name there. And what did McGowan do about that? Mm. Uh, and you know the thing with Black Lives Matter is that was worldwide. Worldwide, George Floyd. Yeah, yeah, you're right. My memory went on me. Yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that was worldwide. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And you know, a lot of our people are so downtrodden. They say we can't. We can excuse them that they can't get up and march because they're homeless. They're laying drunk mm. in a park or somewhere. But there's a hidden story that there one of them follows laying drunk in the park. Yeah. You know, why are they drinking, eh? Why? Is they killing the pain? Exactly. They've been taken away. Yeah. They've been treated bad and by the And that's what needs fellow. to heal. Yeah. They need healing, eh? Healing. They need taken away to a rehabilitation mm. where we can give them our group therapy and mm. bring them back to rise out of that ashes. Yeah. But we haven't got a rehabilitation. No. We haven't got it with, you know. That's why we want a voice enshrined in the parliament. Mm. We elders like me and other elders what's left. So right, we're committed people. It's not about money, it's about saving lives. Mm. We want something put up, we want to talk to, we want a homeless shelter for a lot of no ours don't want to. They don't want a house, they want to just go on like they are. Mm. But give them a shelter at night. Mm. I see that at Alice Springs when I went there. They pick him up and they take him to a shelter, hot shower, nice hot meal. Yeah. Next day they're back on the street. Is that your ultimate goal yeah. for the future of of our people here in WA? Get them out of bondage. Mm. As Moses took the people out. You know? part the Swan River. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's what a lot of people don't realise. And you know yourself because you travelled. You, you've travelled all over, uh, all over the world I was yourself. In Paris, Rome, yeah, I South saw, Africa. I saw Marie Antoinette getting the last rites, waxworks, before they took her to the guillotine. Ah, oh, seventeen seventy nine, I think it was. Mm. And you see all those noble people locked up in those waxworks and got servants there, 
hey, yes, look at this. They said, you're stepping back into 1790, 80 or something, yeah? Mm. Oh. Yeah. And I said to Father T, and they were all Catholic, yes, he said, even the bloke who pressed the guillotine button. What? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see the rosary being priest giving him the last rites. Yeah. Going to Rome, I wanted to see the the Last Supper. Oh, I never yeah. got to see that. Yeah, yeah, the I painting. I saw a lot of paintings there. Yeah, yeah. Michelangelo. Yep. And in in UK, I went to Madame Tussauds. Well, see, works. you would have known all about that from yeah from the Nicaea and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Because even though that was there, but it still stuck with you. Yeah. In your day. Yeah. Now, I'm we, sure you travel too, haven't you? Yeah, we've been to Paris and Berlin and yeah. places like that. And Mel must have travelled too, have She been around. She searched the world for a man, see? I was oh, right here. <laughs> you found a right, no, right here. <laughs> yeah, well, you picked the right bloke, my granny. <laughs> <laughs> I tell her that all the time. She don't believe me. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Pop, you lived a you lived a rich life. We're coming towards the end. Yeah. You know, you've done so much, <coughs> and you're still doing so much, and you're yeah. going to be doing a lot for our mob. You know. Yeah, even Waylon all look up to me, call me uncle. I get that money. Waylon nieces and nephews. They all oh. claiming, see. Yeah. <laughs> but that's respect, isn't it? I'll be I'll be like Gandhi when I die. They'll be. Yeah. yeah. What's talk about John Kennedy and all them? I saw his waxworks there. Yeah. 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 And and uh, Martin Luther King and Gandhi standing with his wanna stick. Mm. Yeah. But just yeah. before before we do wind up, Pop. Yeah. It's 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 very important to travel, isn't it, these days? Yeah. Our young fellas to get out there and see the world and That's and it. and get your head out of this tunnel vision. What a lot yeah. of our a lot of our people have. Yeah. And that's something that I notice when you travel is that you come back here and you look at things differently yeah. and how we can do things, you know. That's the reason why I think Father Tim said, I got sobered up. Mm. I saw the world, I saw everything sort of through a bottle of wine before, just around here, yeah. East Perth. Yep. Wellington Square and all that. Then mm. to travel over there mm. and see the big rivers and the waterfalls. Oh, yeah. you know, I tell encourage other young Nongas to travel. Yep. Get that education, I told them yesterday, and see the world. Yeah. Stand up for our people. Show a difference to them young people. Mm. They're all locked up in jail. They Different lifestyle. Different lifestyle, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. New path. What are you most proud of? We're heading for success. We're losing a lot of our people. But we're going to win, even after I'm gone. I'm sure the words that I tell you is going to be carried and all our young people working, spreading the word like yourself and Mel, that there's a future for us. Just got to stand together. Life is too short to have enemies. Mm. So we've got to stick together, no matter where we are. Don't yeah. ask get jealous of one another. They're going to stop that. Yes. Yes. That's what I always say. Yep. There's a lot of that going on and it's sad, you know. A lot of that going on at the moment and it's sad, you know, sad. putting each other down. Crabs in the yeah. bucket, that old saying. You know? It happens. Mm. Passing the buck. Mm. 
governments are doing it. They yep. listen to the wrong people. Mm. Token Aboriginal people. Mm. We're the grassroots who's been to hell and back. We want to get a voice and say, right, this is what we want for mm. the downtrodden, the homeless, the domestic violence. All these kids are locked up because they come from domestic violence and they come from stolen mm. generation. Uh, we gave a talk and me and Mingley gave a talk in middle-class Anglican girls' school and a girl got up and said, why do I see Aboriginal people laying drunk in the park, high-speed chases, very angry at the shopping centre? Mm. You know, well, me and Mingley said, well, you've got a lot of nerves to get up, guts to get up and say that. She said, we're, we're living in hopelessness, racism, mm. drugs, alcohol, restlessness. Domestic violence, it's where they come from, stolen generations been handed down to them. Yeah. Environment is violence there. They can't study and they go on the streets. Mm. What she said, thank you, Uncle Ben and Naughty Mingley. At the dinner table tonight at Swanbourne, where they live, you know, middle class, mm. I'm going to tell Mum and Dad before you get racism, talk to Uncle Ben and Naughty Mingley. Yeah. They'll tell you the reason why these kids are like that. Yeah. They need. Nurturing. They need a place to go to. Mm. They need boarding schools away. That's yeah. what we want. It's easy to Clark point Tom the... has got that. I noticed it's easy to point the finger and say yeah. this and that and they doing this and they doing... But they never... People never ask why. Why is this one doing do? You know, why are they doing this? Why are What's they doing that? What's going through here? Yeah. The pain. But look... Pop... They, carry the, they carry the pain of their people. Mm. Their fathers, their mothers, their grandparents. Yeah. yeah. You're going to leave a large, a big legacy. You know, oh, everyone's going to remember you for... I can see that. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. How do you want to be remembered? I will remember as, uh, as Uncle Ben Taylor Quimara, who fought for justice and his people. They remembered like they remember Martin Luther King today. Mm. And I don't want a big statue put up. <laughs> we'll have a Ben Taylor Day. <laughs> Queenborough has got to be. Queenborough yeah. Day. And, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we would be enshrined into government. You know, when I heard Albanese say that, mm. when he gets into power, you're going to have enshrined, Aboriginal voice enshrined into parliament. Well, I said, here's a bloke we're going to get in. Yeah. But how are they going to do it? Yeah. So that's how I like to be remembered. I don't want to be put down as, you know, someone that's just making a big note of himself. Mm. I was just It's simple. never been about you. I noticed yeah. that with you. It's never been about yourself. It's been yeah. about our people. Yeah, our people is the fight. one. Mm. I worry about a lot of people. Aboriginal went before me, you know. Yep. Went down that road. They died young. They died old. Mm. They're buried out there. They fought for justice. Yeah. The treatment we got from the from the colonizers and stained us mm. right through. I want young people to carry on what I was doing. Mm. Get that message to the people. Get them out of the bondage. Yeah. Hopelessness. Racism. Alcohol, drugs. Because it's a big thing now. Mm. 
And all I know is getting close to the end of the road when I go, and I'll have all that mapped out. <laughs> well, Pop, Thank it's you. been my honour to hear your story today. I know we can go on for hours and days listening to your story and the, the knowledge of that courage and you got of culture, you know. My next meeting will be with some Jewish people to organise a, a big meeting at King's Park at mm. the Fraser Restaurant. And there'll be a big shot like Andrew Forrest and all them there. I'll and give you my card to give to him. You better come in there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Groyder, the Harvey Norman people, you know. Mm. Yeah, so if you need a new TV. <laughs> yeah, that the French too. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's never ending. I can't have time to rest. But that's the thing now. you, yeah. These people want to talk to you, yeah. you know, and that's that's amazing that they want to talk to you because of who you I've are had, and what I've you've done. heart operations, cancer cut out, valve in the heart, mm. mended, steel inside, and I'm still going at 82 years of age. I don't want to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you now the truth in Cronigal. And it'll go on and on. Mm. And I know that the spirits are with me. The Warren Jennigan and the Wagarl, that rainbow serpent, been about culture for 60,000 years, long before colonisation. And I like that song. Standing on solid ground. You sing that too sometimes, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Shane Howard Nike wrote, sing that, oh, yeah. white law, white guns. That's exactly what came here. Mm. Tall ships. I went to, went over there in 1988. Oh, mm. we never welcomed him in. And, you know, I will not glorify 26th of January. Mm. It'll be a big morning day for us. Will be in mourning, mm. invasion day. Always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. Kaya ngan wartkulin, kora ngan wagen, komba ngan ngan wagen, pruwan ngan wagen, kaya ngan wagen, karnajal. I've spoken the truth and the words of wisdom. Thank you so much, Pop. Thank you, Pop. That was Freedom Fighter Pop Ben Taylor. I'm Phil Wally Stack and you've been listening to Knee, a series of conversations with Aboriginal elders living in Boraloo, Perth. This podcast was produced by Community Arts Network in partnerships with the City of Perth and the support from the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. You can hear more stories like this by visiting can.org.au or through your favourite podcast service. For more information, check out can.org.au. Until next time, Borderwine.